I could see the writing on the wall back then, there was going to be too many job seekers for one job that would come open. And I knew that I was going to be in a pile of applicants. And the only way to stand out back then and the only way to stand out now is to be connected to the right people. Welcome back to another episode of the Who You Know Show podcast, where what you know is important, but who you know can make all the difference in your business, career, relationships, and life. My name is Trevor Houston, and on this show, you'll learn the strategy, grit, and mindset it takes to overcome obstacles so you can level up in your career, recover your cash flow, and live the life of purpose that God intended for you. Don't forget to look at the mic drop moments timestamped in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to pay it forward, subscribe, and leave an honest review so we can improve. Thanks for listening. My name is Trevor Houston, and please enjoy this episode of the Who You Know Show. I want to read her bio, okay? I want to set the stage correctly, okay? So (laughs) Judy Fox has generated over 5 million views on LinkedIn in the last two years. She was featured in Inc. Magazine, CEO Magazine, Vid Summit, Video Marketing World, People of Video, Top 100 Marketing Podcasts, and more. With over 18 years experience in business development and sales, Judy Fox developed the LinkedIn Business Accelerator Method and has made over 200 clients. Hashtag Fox Rock Stars on LinkedIn. So everybody, please, let's give a warm welcome to Judy Fox. It's great to be here. And thank you so much for all the support and love and everything that you offer to the community. We actually have the whole day with you today, which I'm excited, the whole hour, if you will. But we're excited because we get to dive a little bit deeper with you. So I want to go back because you're a LinkedIn guru, a LinkedIn expert. How did you become the expert on LinkedIn that you are today? Where did that start? How did it all come about? So I started my career in the early 90s because I was born in the 70s. So I tell people that because I've been in business for over 20 years. And back then, the only thing I could do to find out what I wanted my career to be was go to the library and look up a book. Or what happened in my case was my dad took me to work and introduced me to a woman executive in his office at Reynolds Metals. I met her and I said, I want to do what she's doing when I grow up. So that's what kicked off my career. I studied chemical engineering. I went out into the workforce, started as a project engineer, worked my way up into management, ended up getting my master's in business sustainability. Dang. I know. And then the reason why LinkedIn kicked off for me was in the 2008 crisis, I lost my job. I was Uh, what they call furloughed now, but back then Mm -hmm. they didn't really use that word. They just, I think they said a leave of absence Uh back then. Mm. It's all interesting, the words they use. So there was no job for me to come back to, though, because it was a permanent leave of absence. <laughs> right. They, yeah. Um, like today, because we have no clue what's going on, we'll. We're just furloughing We're you furloughing you. And we're going to kind of like wing it and maybe yeah. in six months, maybe in a year. We'll call maybe, you back. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> and I remember exactly when I joined so clearly when I logged in the, for the very first time on LinkedIn because. I lost my job around, I think it was February 1st, 2009. I then 
had my birthday. And then I joined LinkedIn February 9th, the day after my birthday. And I flew out of the country the next day to travel around the world because I packed up everything in storage. And then I lived out of my suitcase for a whole year. Wow. And that journey and the reason why I tell everybody this is because when I set up my LinkedIn account, nobody knows you're traveling around the world. Nobody knows where you are. As long as you have an online account and you're able to network, just like we've been able to virtually network this year, it really can get you the jobs and opportunity. And I was able to network by who. Yes. I could see the writing on the wall back then. There was going to be too many job seekers for one job that would come open. And I knew that I was going to be in a pile of applicants. And the only way to stand out back then and the only way to stand out now is to be connected to the right people to find your way to them. And to just interject here, if I may, your specialty at that level is not every day, right? It's not like you're just working in an office, like pushing papers on or anything. That's a highly technical, specialized field. Yeah, you had that master's degree. And, and I get it. There's less of those jobs available, but there's also less of those professionals available. P- positions. Available, right. Yeah. Less positions, less applicants. Think about a larger scale. If you're an accountant or if you're a project manager, there's a bunch of that scale. Think about that scale. That's incredible. Just wanted to. Yeah. So I networked my way pretty quickly. My goal was to personally reach out to two people per day. And it's so interesting because at the beginning, you don't really feel like that's turning on a faucet of networking. You feel like it's it feels like a small drip. Mm. But we all know that if you have a leaky drip in your house, (laughs) that is going to make a huge problem over time. And I had a huge problem, which was so many great conversations got started. I love it bad problem, by the way. It's a good problem. But it turned into a flood of conversations that all got started by two people per day. I'm throwing this. Okay. And here's why. Uh, So we teach in our summit two videos a day every day, right? Two videos a day every day. So reaching out, it's an outreach method on LinkedIn, but instead of black and white text to do it with a personalized video with the person's name on it, on a whiteboard. So you write their name on a whiteboard and that name grabs their attention, causes them to press play. You blow them away because they're impressed by the video. And who does that? Who sends a video message? And so two videos a day, every day. So it's similar to your method of two outreach every day. I love it. Yeah, that changed everything. And I found my job through doing that. And What I find really fascinating is that also led into me eventually having my own company. And the reason why I say that is because doing those two outreaches per day for almost about six months, it took about six months. So I don't want anyone to think, oh my gosh, this just is immediately and immediately works. Companies are hiring slower, especially potentially finding what I ended up finding was I found fractional work. So just as you mentioned earlier, it's a specialized field. And anyone right now who is available and they're doing this reach out, potentially be open to being a subcontractor, any type of fractional work, because that is available out there. And if you're doing these personal outreaches and not just filling out an application, you get access to that. Nice. That's Mm -hmm. another great tip. So I heard you once refer to LinkedIn as a online golf course. 
Can you, can you explain that to the audience? Yeah, we end up doing more business with people we get a chance to know. And if you're going to go out and play golf and how many people say, oh my gosh, the deals go down either on the golf course or after the events or the evening drinks at the bar, maybe you all hang out and you go back to the hotel after an event and you all sit around and talk. Those are the moments that you get to really feel like you know somebody and you enjoy spending more time with them. You find out really cool things about them that go beyond just something that was on their resume. So the ability to connect deeper than just, here's the tasks that I could physically complete for your company. It's going to be deeper. Here's how I can actually fit the culture of your company because I can actually show up and interact with you in a more casual way. But those, we say those are soft skills, but those are some of the harder skills. Can you listen? Can you literally bring a smile to people's faces? If you had two candidates to choose from and they both have the exact same experience, but you can bring somebody a little bit of light into the Mm. engagement of hiring you, they're going to pick the person that brought the smile, the light, the humor, the personality. Bingo. I love that. Yeah. You got to think about it. If they brought you in for an interview, you have what it takes on paper already. On paper, you're good. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the interview. <laughs> they would have weeded you out already. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they're weeding a lot of people out. And if you don't have just what they're looking for, you're not even making it to that cut of the interview. So you made it there. You're good on paper. Now, can you shine through to really, like you said, maybe show some humor, uh, make them like you? Gosh, they got to like That's you. That's what Otherwise, it's all about. Yeah. It's about do I like you. this person? Yeah. I'm going to hire them. Do I? Do I like them? Yeah, because on the paper, you're good. On a boss, somebody who's hiring you, is you're going to take something off somebody's plate. It's on somebody's plate right now. Somebody's doing or is in pain with the thing they need you to come in and do. 100%. And so they, one, they are going to be looking for somebody that can come in quickly and there's trust. So that trust, that speed of trust to shorten it is that likability that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. You can come in and convince them in a way that is casual, the golf course, coming in with a little bit of your personality, you'll get a hole in one. So let's talk about that likability because again, it's soft skills, but that aren't, that are hard and not everybody is good at that. No. Not everybody has that personality, the cliche tech person comes to mind, right? The tech professional that are back in their corner and their people skills aren't the great, but that's what comes <laughs> with. But so how does somebody Why like you that? Why hating like, on tech folks, man? <laughs> Why not, you hating not. on, Mark's over here hating. How many of y'all techs? Hey, I fixed the microphones hey, over here, okay? Hey, how many techies in the comments? I want to hear how many of y'all techies are in there. I was actually in tech sales. I was in tech sales. So I'm like one of them, but you are one of them. <laughs> and it's not because I'm Asian. Wow. But wow. So my, my question to you, Judy, is like, what would somebody do if you're in that category of not tech person, but just maybe a little bit, le- a little bit more socially immature, or not mature, like able to carry on that conversation or to make people. Have you seen my stapler? <laughs> towards you. What do you do? <laughs> what are some of the things you could do? So the very first one that is easy for people to gravitate towards is reciprocal behavior. So when you can either mirror or reciprocate something that somebody else is doing. So this sounds so simple, but even just trying to mirror somebody's 
expressions, cron match. These are micro things, but we trust micro things. So if we see you lean in, we should lean in. We don't want to be so obvious about it. Maybe practice before you try to do it to somebody on video, especially if you're doing a camera interview. But looking in the camera in that actual button right there, I don't know why I'm pointing at it. But there's so many things that we have to do to make that connection through a video camera. I love what you said about putting their name on the whiteboard. That's actually literally psychology leaning into the number one word that human being hears all the time, which is their new mm-hmm. dad or mom or dad or something like that. But I don't know if anyone has kids, but that I hear mom a lot. Yeah. So, so I threw another mic because mirroring is super impactful. Right. It's one of the reasons why so subconscious it really is. But it's one of the reasons I can copy you right now. (laughs) Yeah. See, and I'm like, I'm following you as soon as you do that. I'm like, oh, what? But no, like when I was in the auto industry, I had to be super adaptive to the whoever I was in front of at that time. There are some people who I could be really direct, really forward with. There were certain people I had to be really soft with. There were some, if I had an elderly couple come in that was more, more senior, I had to be a little slow or a little bit more. But then there were some people I had to be like, boom. And all I was doing was just mirroring their pace, their gestures, how they spoke and how they talked. But you have to be adaptable in that way. So I love that. That's great advice. I think also, and as you're, as I'm listening to your answer, you have to practice. You have to, which means you have to get out. (laughs) You have to actually get out and have meeting, whether it's in a Zoom, maybe it's in a Zoom, but you have to have that interaction. I know a lot of people go into these Zoom meetings and if it's a networking group or whatever, you've got your cameras off. Oh. You've got your cameras off. Uh, Stop doing that. Ooh. Turn your cameras on. Ooh. Be present. You're there. You're attending. Be present. It's and, super and get that uh, interaction. Look, for a person that does a lot of presentations, okay, I do a lot of presentations. And when I get on a Zoom and all the cameras are off, it is super disrespectful to the guy presenting. Okay, imagine you were getting up to do a presentation and it was in person, but no one was facing you. The Everybody's audience looking was facing at the, the other way. Yeah. They're, no, they're completely turned around. Right. They're not even looking at you. Their chair's turned around looking the up opposite <laughs> direction. I'd be like, what is going on here? That's the same thing. When you have your camera off, you are essentially saying, I'm not present. I'm not here which is okay. You may need to go to the restroom. You may need to get something to drink. There may be somebody at your door delivering a package or whatever, and you may need to turn your camera off. Yeah. But if you're going to show up on a Zoom, have your camera ready. Be camera ready. What do you think LinkedIn could improve on? If you had one phone call to LinkedIn right now and you're like, LinkedIn, come on, come on now. <laughs> like you need to get your act together. What would that be for you? Oh, wow. LinkedIn. I think I would want, even though I know they want to monetize certain things, I think the best way is to improve the direct messages, to have a better spam folder feature or a better organization folders. I know that when you get into more paid accounts, you can organize things a little bit better, I think, as far as I've had Sales Navigator. But there's certain things you still can't quite do in the direct messages, even when you have Sales Navigator. Mm. Just organize profiles and leads and other things. Yeah, I agree. I've actually got one that's similar to what you're saying. 
I think LinkedIn, if you're listening right now, and I know y'all are, I know y'all are listening. So check it out. <laughs> when somebody sends you a request, a connection request, you can accept and you can deny. Okay. But why not have a, re- a, a, a button that says respond? What if instead of accept, decline, I could also send a message that just said, hey, appreciate you wanting to connect with me. May I ask why or whatever, right? Like a respond button. Because the only way to do a response is if if, they send one. If they send a message, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, remove that. Like just have it to where I can, if they send me a connection request, I should always be able to respond without having to use InMail, period. I don't want to use my InMail credits. You sent me a connection request. I should be able to respond to you. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense? You want to hear mine? What's yours? Mine is alerts. Make it searchable. You can search the messages, make it searchable. Like if I want to go in and look and see who's uh, started a new position, I can just type started or position or whatever, and I could search the alerts. Search your alerts. Yeah, that would be good. Your notifications. Search for your alerts because we I get a billion alerts. That's yeah. a great one. But there's so many yeah. different ones. Maybe it's just I want to search all the happy birthdays. And I'm like, instead of having to scroll through or whatever, yep. like I could just go happy birthday, search your alerts. Yep. Who landed a job? Search. Boom. It pops up. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Who commented on my post? And it's all the posts I've done and it just shows me all of that. Yeah. That would be good. What are some tips on optimizing your LinkedIn profile? Because that's you help people with their profiles. I think the biggest piece of real estate people don't optimize is the banner image at the top. Yeah. Even when you're job seeking, that banner is really powerful, even to utilize it as positioning yourself with your top three marketable areas that you're searching for. Say, for example, you're an accountant or you're a engineer. You could put maybe three pillars up there for what you're searching for. Project engineer, process management. I don't know. I'm coming up with something like that. What would be your kind of pillars that if you found the perfect job that would align to the job title you put up in your pillar? You can show yourself working. You can have a hard hat on. If you're industrial, you could show yourself speaking. You could show yourself just looking like you're part of a group of people and people get along with you and they like you. Literally Mm. putting your picture up there, even if it's your past company and you have a group photo, it still positions you as a team player because mentally we see you with other human beings. And that literally makes us trust you faster yeah that that banner is like your billboard if you were to advertise on the highway right you got the billboards it's your piece of real estate what would you put on there and you are the you are what you're selling so how would you sell yourself on a billboard what do you see contact information because they got to know how to how to if they want it if they want to buy you they got to know how to reach out. So mm-hmm. what about maybe your email address, your phone number, or uh, some contact info, maybe a website. If you, a lot of job seekers have websites. So you have to think of it as like a billboard and what, what call to action do you have inside of that to draw them in, to get a conversation started? Because when they open that thing up and they see it, if it's what they're looking for, what next? What do I do next? Exactly. So I love what you just said, the calls to action, the the what we know we can reach out to you because if you just leave us hanging as a recruiter or as a hiring manager you're making the 
other person do too much work to mm. figure out where you fit into their organization. You want to make it so super clear how you fit in that it's it's hard for them to go, oh, that's it. That's the perfect person we were looking for. <laughs> I know we all, sometimes people will say, but I don't know exactly what I want to call myself. You can make several banners and change them out. Oh, and just have a template if you needed to. Love that. Some people get overwhelmed with thinking all the things. So. Yeah, I love that. That's a great. Yeah, because yeah, maybe you put it up there. You do your banner. You go to Canva. You customize it, and you're like, you try it out for a month, and you're like, eh. yeah, maybe you're doing different things. Some people have an application out where they'll they're applying to different uh, yeah different industries different, fields, or, different yeah. industries right yeah. So yeah, I have a different. Well, also go do some research. Here's what I would recommend. Go look up people in your industry. Go just go look at their profile. Go look at their profile. What profiles in your industry of people that do what you do actually stand out to you that you go, oh, wow, that's creative. Oh, wow, this looks awesome. Oh, wow, I can't believe. And it's going to give you some ideas of what you should do with your profile. Or just copy it. Or just copy it. The next thing I love to tell people is to optimize, obviously, their titles because we will get found in search for the job title that you want to be found for, not your past title in that spot. But what are you looking for? What is your ideal job title? Because the hiring manager or the recruiter will Google or search for that title. Plus, if somebody Googles your name and they look for you, they'll actually find your LinkedIn profile now on that first page of Google. Yeah. So to have that in alignment, because who isn't Googling each other's names now? That's just standard practice. I always do a little research before, so I get some questions out of this and get some good content. Yeah. But I always do that. I'll go and Google the guests and put their info in there and do a little light stocking on them just to figure out what's, what's good in Judy's world. Okay, so what do you think is the biggest mistake job seekers are making right now? What do you think the mistakes are? I think the biggest mistake I still come back to is trying to create too many conversations too fast and jump into this kind of sense that everyone can get on a 15-minute call with you. I think there's a lot of energy behind that and good energy to try to network, but it's too many people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Spreading themselves thin. And I know that when you're job seeking, you feel like you need all the fishing lines out there. Yeah. Um, because I think it feels secure. If I was going to think about it, I liked that I had all these fishing lines out with two connections per day. But what I realized with doing those two connections per day, the ones that actually came through as the final job that I found came about because I kept turning back around to some fishing lines I already had out. <laughs> and I was just touching base back with them versus trying to just put constantly all new ones out. So at some point, I had to look back at my spreadsheet because I had a spreadsheet that I was working <laughs> with and think about reaching back out and saying, hey, just wanted to check in. I know a couple months have gone by. I know what we talked about last time and here's where I'm at. Mm. What do you, what is your company thinking like? And actually instead also care about, do they still have their job? How are they doing? Are they not? I had to be aware that people I was reaching out to working for companies right now were not guaranteed that they were going to have a job in six months. That's mm. true. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's a great reason to reach out just 
Like you're just checking in to see how they're doing. It's less about you and more about them and just saying, hey, I just wanted to see if you're okay, how's your family doing? It's a good, it's a good well, way to reach out. And somebody had in the comments, and I lost because I had to refresh, so I lost the previous comments, but somebody had in the comments a question about how do they rebuild or I guess, I, I can't remember the term he used, but recover was a term mm -hmm. he used from being declined for a job. And I think it sounds like he went through the interview even, but the job, the position is still open. Oh. And I, that's key. What you just said is follow the follow-up and people are commenting in that in the comments, follow-up, right? Yeah. You have to keep going back to those fishing lines, those connections, your spider yeah. web, your so network. So think about that for a second, all right? I'm a hiring manager or a recruiter and I'm, and I'm going through this interview process and there's this job that's open and I interview you. Right. I interview Mark and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe you got somebody else and you're like, yeah, I think this person. Yeah, yeah. and then something doesn't work out. Maybe yep. I even hired the other guy they just don't pan out. Yeah. They weren't what we thought. Yeah. They were right? psycho. They catfished us. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're not who they say they were. Like all kinds of weird things happen. And so. Well, and that person could have got another opportunity yeah. or something could yeah. change in their life. Never started. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then, but Mark never follows back up to say, hey, I'm still here. Remember, I, I, I interviewed with you and I, I'm still like wanting the job. If he never did that, I would never look backwards at him. I would never go back to him. I would More go likely, forward, right? keep looking. I would keep searching for the next thing. But if Mark's like, hey, remember me? Right. You remember well, me? And part of that is because that impression you left was meh, 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 right? But now if you go back, like you show persistence yeah. and fortitude to be able to take that rejection and still move forward or at least press on and then go back and just say, hey, did, just wonder if you filled that position, would like to stay in touch keeping you in my network, that kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we, as a matter of fact. <laughs> hey, Judy, so you've got a 90-day LinkedIn business accelerator. Can you tell me a lot, little bit about that? Yes, I have two packages now. I have a 90-day LinkedIn business accelerator, which is everything. It's basically like copy Judy. Do you want a million views in 90 days is Oops. like the concept. And... I built it off of what I knew and what I implemented myself. And it also contains my business development and sales strategies because that's what it really boils down to. How can you increase your opportunities? So it isn't necessarily built for the job seeker, just to be blunt. It's more potentially built for anyone who is willing to kind of network in this way that we're not applying for jobs is basically what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. And you know what, if I had to guess, if I, you know, I haven't been through your course and I'd love to go through it one of these days, but I'll tell you what, if I had to guess, I bet it applies in way more areas than you would think. It probably applies to about 90% of what's in there. It probably does apply to the job seeker because the job search is sales and marketing. We talk about that yes. all the time. Your search is sales and marketing. And so she's basically got a LinkedIn sales and marketing uh, uh, program. It's a 90-day sales and marketing program. Like a lot of that stuff, I guarantee you could apply in your job search. I have people go through and they are job seekers. But what I find really interesting is it doesn't necessarily, like I said, I didn't necessarily market it to... Towards them. Yeah. Because I... 
It's more like, how do you build a sustainable long-term brand? So I am grateful every single freaking day that in 2008, I started building that sustainable brand for myself, my career journey, documenting my success, documenting my results, my wins, understanding why something worked, why it didn't. And that's the journey that I got to, to this point. I was going to mention that at one point I reached, I think my highest, most shared piece of content is 7,000 shares. Oh my gosh. That is a cool round. Shares, 7,000 shares. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So That's a I, I tell people that because reaching a point where you understand why people share another person's post is extremely powerful knowledge. Because to me, that's one of the highest pieces of social capital that somebody attaches their social capital to yours to share it to their profile. Yeah, I love that. Imagine if you could get somebody to share your resume 7,000 times. Uh -huh. Do you think good things would happen? Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of good things would happen. So in the other package oh, I offer for just for everybody is a four-week one-on-one fast track because I learned that 90 days during the pandemic felt like a lifetime in mm -hmm. three months. When we started something three months ago during the pandemic, it felt three months later, we were in a whole nother universe. So I started offering a four week, what I call my fast track. You need to just hit the ground running. I will give you my top strategies and go. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That is. So cool. what's the yep, best way awesome. for anyone listening that wants to get connected with you? What's the best way to connect? Is it LinkedIn website? What are your thoughts there? The best way is to connect through LinkedIn. I always tell people I'm always grateful for everyone to follow my hashtag Fox Rocks. I was going to say that the best way I start working with people, because right now I am still doing one-on-one -on -one consulting. I have a group that launches a couple times a year. But the only way I really work with people is to interview. I interview them and they interview me, 15, 30-minute phone call. I just want to make sure that... um that we, we're going to spend time together. Even if it's four weeks together, we're going to be in each other's orbits. And I think that's really important to fill your mind and your heart. And you all spent time listening to this show today. You are infusing yourself with knowledge, but it's also the people you're spending time with. And I think that's really important who we spend our time with. It's who you know. It's all who you know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know. Who you know.